Mother Blanken, yes. Hello, folks. The next person we have on is a... I consider them a personal rival in all the respectful ways and is the voice, great voice, intelligent mind. Not perfect, but none of us are. But the next person is a great, great podcaster and it's an honor to have him on. Let's welcome South Osmond. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. How are you? I don't know Okay there. Yeah, you're coming in loud and clear. Oh, nice. Nice. Hey, South Osmond, have you ever heard of the book The Alchemist? Yes. Have you ever read it or heard the audiobook? Um, I think I've heard the audio book. I don't think I've actually read it. I've got the okay, book I mean, actually me... in PDF. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love this one of my favorite audiobooks. I have never read the physical book, but I've listened to the audiobook like 50 times. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, very interesting. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, I want to get a couple excerpts from it, like a couple chapters out of that audiobook and play them for people because there's some amazing words in that. We we underestimate mercury, man, especially you know, like in the liquid form and the red mercury. There's a lot of um things of anti gravity movements with mercury, and um, it's not mm. as poisonous as it's made out to be. I've got a documentary of a guy actually drinking, believe it or not, liquid mercury. Yeah. Huh. I'm sure. I'm sure if you did it the right way, I'm sure it would be fine. Do you know I'm if sure you if put you a lathe? It. You know those ones that you have got um, when you do your horseshoes and shit like that. If you feel a big, um, say a, a rubbish bin or whatever, um, or a little gar- garbage bin with liquid mercury and and put mm. that in, it it'll float. It's interesting talking about that. That is a beautiful element. There is is mercury an element or? I think it is on the periodic scale. I reckon it is. Uh, because liquid liquid metal is a beautiful concept we're talking here. Mm. Or or maybe is it a just not so dense metal, liquid metal, or is it airy metal, or is it not even metal? I think I don't know, I'm not sure what you what do you reckon, Chris? What would you call it? I'm sorry, could you speak up, South Osman? What would you call liquid um mercury is that a metal or an element or uh, it is a metal but it's also an element it's both yeah is that any better that i'm coming through talking louder well i turn up my volume to maximum yes it is i've been reading your uh uh your podcast uh i only caught one of freddie silva before but the one that you found i i found one with uh uh what was his name uh george nori i think and uh who is coast to coast am uh, radio, but you found one that is just fascinating and it's much better. Uh, I'm sure you've listened to all the ones that you've uh, uh, uploaded for the audience to download, and uh, I'm still listening. I'm already halfway through it, but I read two other ones, and uh, they're just strictly they're you're many somehow you were able to capture the best ones out there, so I share them to my buddies. Um, the other thing is. Um, uh, What's his name? Uh, the other podcaster that uh, I work with, uh, Rac- Raccoon and I do one on Thursday with uh, Lawrence of uh, The World Gone Mad, 
and that's fine. We're talking about uh, survival uh, preparation techniques, and I'm going over the 35 critical um, uh, spices that we've been trained from day one to believe that they were strictly uh, for flavoring to enhance the the food's uh, taste, yet they were been used for thousands of years as uh, preparation of uh, food for when we did not have a re refrigeration. So basically, uh, what what the deep state is trying to do is not only freeze us to death in uh, Western and Eastern Europe and Soviet states, but they're also they cut the uh, Nord Stream one in uh, uh, that went from the what, excuse me went from Russia to to uh, Germany in the Baltic, and then the second, the lower one, went through uh, uh, Turkey into the Bosphorus Strait, and both were blown up. I personally believe, knowing how evil our the United States government is, this was a connection between Great Britain and the United States because they have yes. always worked hand in hand in every war that has ever been yes, created. The United States had its fingerprints all over that attack. Which one did? Sorry. The United States had its fingerprints all over that attack of the um, pipeline. Right, but I I lived in Europe for four years. I never got to your country, but I I got the exposure of how beautiful every country is. And uh, it wasn't Russia that done it. No, Russia they're not going to blow up their own pipeline. Pipelines. It was probably Germany, if anything. I know. But this is such no, propaganda that the media is is ex is expounding, She's and every one of our media stations in the United States are so controlled by the deep state that the public doesn't know what to believe. And so they want to uh, take down Europe. Oh, you bet. They're gonna they're gonna take out Eastern and Western Europe and the British Isles. Yeah. And this is gonna go well, down. A, I talked to I talked to a man from Birmingham like a couple of years, I don't know ago, but he was mentioning how he like something he noticed wrong. He's like London was a shithole. And I was like, what do you mean London's a shithole now? Because he was like, everyone knows that London was the spot, right? Like London fashion, London this, London that. Well, this British guy told me that the big problem with that's happening over there, and I think this is going to be a main problem that they're going to run into, just like the United States of America, is the over-diversification. Yep. Islam's taken over freaking London, man. Oh, I agree. And the, the most prominent one, South Osmond, from uh, Birmingham is Caps, Damien, okay? And... That's him. I did I my first show. That's, 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 that's Cap's name? That's funny. Well, I, yeah, he's, it's not important. Just call him Cap's KPZ. But, um, uh, I'm that's what I was talking about that. Right. I was talking about London with. That's what I'm saying. That is Cap's. And he has turned around. He's now in favor and backing me 110%. So is, uh, uh, Shep, so is uh, but let's let's get let's continue on this over diversification thing real quick, though. Okay, it's very interesting. All right, go ahead. So, it's very uh, interesting that sometimes, like, let's say South Osman mentioned that Muslims are going to take over, it's very fascinating. It's very fascinating moving someone into that, moving somewhere. I think it's, it's a very interesting concept. One thing I like a lot of people forget about United States is our ancestral African slave population. We might be over diversified with Asians and Muslims and Russians and whatever, every fucking country, right, in the United States. But there's a couple clans in the United States that are, cannot be really messed with, which hold us down, which does not let us get over, over diversified, which is the black people, African-Americans. And then I think it's they're really powerful. They are super powerful. And it, it might be from slave breeding. It might be from... Who knows what? 
but white, white nationalism or um, patriots of America would take over the BLM movement in a second if it went to that. Hmm? Agreed. And the Atifa, Atifa. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting race we have. Like Australians, you have Australians. On the scale, they'd just be wiped out within no time, mate. Well, agreed. I did my first podcast, and I I gave you advance notice of uh, with Dennis Barker today, uh, Saturday, and I went well. So we did that from twelve to one thirty, and we'll keep ours at one hour and fifteen minutes or one hour and thirty. Because as we've discussed before, the attention span of the audience is basically one hour. And that's what Jeff Shepard, when I did his for a year, uh, realized. And that's why we cut ours from two hours down to one, one and a half, and then uh, occasionally one hour. But uh, yes, anyway, over. I was just letting you know, uh, we'll be doing this on a regular basis. This is uh, uh, 12 noon uh, Eastern Standard Time. So uh, Greenwich Mediterranean Time is... is uh, uh, 5 p.m. Okay, your turn, Osmond. No, I'm fine. Did you want to bring up anything else? I, I didn't want to be a little less serious, though. Osmond, Chris Wilson loves your logo, like the, the three skeletons thing. And I never thought much of it, not because I don't like it or nothing, but just because it's like, okay, that's his thing. And then I was looking at your profile. Huh? I can explain it. Well, yeah, let me just say, finish this little thought real quick, and then you can explain it. Well, I didn't even put this together here until right now. Is I actually have a tattoo on my body of three skeletons, and it, it is the, it's kind of like your profile picture. I never really noticed that until right now, is because I have it on my, my body. It's one of them. Your is, yeah, it's a don't, that's the hear no evil, see no evil, whatever, whatever the evil is, evil. is but it's the skeleton version. It's the so I have that. I actually have your 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 little three skulls on me, tattooed on me. Oh, that's a trip. Oh, good it is a trip. It's cool. I have to send you pictures. Right. It's pretty tight. Please go and explain yours, uh, Osmond. Well, the whole reason of the skeletons, because obviously we know the monkey, the monkey ones with the hear no evil, see no evil, and speak no evil, right. is that because it gets me down beyond my skin level of straight to the bone and that's it has nothing to do with gothic or anything like that it's just that um it's right to the core of the bone of um i'm sick of talking about things because i'm sick of people not hearing the evil seeing the evil and etc so that's the whole purpose of that um i could do the obvious three monkeys thing but that's meant more deep to me than to be um i guess on a, i like yours like the best, best because it's because it's it's always it's obvious. Always I, I recognize yours, and I can always come on because I reckon it's your logo has become an icon to the audience, and uh, it's it's like name recognition, but it's uh, icon recognition. Over. Yeah, it's deeper than just looking dark because of skulls. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I better explain myself, um, Rico. It's very interesting, though. I'm, not, I'm really happy that I have the tattoo. It's it's really badass. I'm looking at it right now. It's I have the three skeletons, and it's they're, they each are holding a knife. In mine, my tattoo, they're each holding a knife, and so holding a knife up to each other. And one of them has a blindfold, and then one of them. I'd love to see. see. Yeah, it's pretty tight, man. I got it a long time ago. It's really one has a blindfold, and yeah. one is covering his ears, and then the one of them is yeah, covering yeah, the other yeah. one's mouth. Oh, shamey! Yeah, it's shamey, man. I'd love. It's freaking badass, dude. It's a cool tattoo. Where, it's, where mine is a little less. on your body. 
it's where my armpit is pretty much like right next to my pit like oh, in the yeah. back of the arm oh nice yeah nice spot yeah 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 it's a cool spot man. nice just over your um tits sort of thing absolutely i have a i have a skeleton on my t- my chest too or a skull at least do you know what i've seen a really good one that goes around your actual nipple is um it was on a lady and it was the grim reaper and it was like done in black but real faint mm-hmm. black and it had the hand curve around the nipple that that was one of the most wickedest ones i've seen um oh yeah you gotta know. love the around the nipple tats yeah yeah it's just something different you know unique See, but the, the only thing that I run into a different thing with, as you mentioned it, is maybe maybe you could shed some light on me. It's not, it's a su- subject that I've been soaring for many years, and it's it just doesn't quite add up to me. But I'm 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 trying to stay open minded with it. Is this concept of evil? Like I have the three skeletons, but mine isn't here. No evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It's ain't saying shit, ain't heard shit, ain't I ain't heard shit, I ain't seen shit, I ain't saying shit, basically. But not the hear no evil because I don't really understand this concept of evil. Like when people say evil. What do you mean by evil? We, we, well, the pedos, the um, the masons, um, what's running society at the moment? Pretty much the evil, right? D- d- I would say that's unhumanity, like very dishumanity, like very, very abusive kind of nature. But is it evil though? Well, if you're touching children, that's evil. Right, 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 right. I'm, I'm, it's very, very cruel. It's very not human. It's very bad to human. It's very, like, very, very destructive to human. But like I don't know, maybe I would look too deep into this term evil. Well, if you're torturing people and stuff, would you call that evil? Like if you've got someone in your cell that you've kidnapped or something like that? I would call that evil. fucking very, very. There's a lot of words so I could use there. Children. Right. Exactly. Very. You could say disgusting. You could say unfair. You could say morally wrong. You could say all kinds of terms. But but the term evil just gets. It's one of those words. I'm just trying to really truly understand it for myself here. Because there's like there's I guess there's different I guess context to the term evil than to the debauchery of society of the class is evil pretty much. Yeah, I get I guess where I really get messed up is the different the the connection between nature evil and then just human evil. Because I understand the human evil. You're right, like the child molesters, fucking mass concentration camps, like the governments. You could say very very human. On a human level, very evil, but on a natural scale, maybe not so much. Exactly, I agree. Yeah, on a natural scale, it works on balance of what has to be done has to be done. That's right. Well, it might look evil to us. It's like when you go out and take a picture of a um, a reindeer and you see a lion come. Do you save that reindeer that's now going to kill the cubs of that lion and and take out the balance of nature? You can't call that evil. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So I just always wanted, I always like to just remember that whenever I start talking about evil, I, I, I like the people I'm conversating with to understand what we're talking about and have a clear understanding of when we say evil, that there's differences and we're talking about like human evil, not just universal, natural, chemo- alchemic evil. We're talking about human evil. Well, if someone messed around with your wife and at the spur, the spur of the moment, you walked in on them and shot them, I wouldn't call that evil. Mm-hmm. I would just call that a natural response. Um, Revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, payback's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so I respect that. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, human evil is an interesting one, though, because it's it's also, it could get thrown around, and some people use it in a very, I would say, the term I'm looking for here is a very, 
when I'm a hypocritical term, people can use it even if they seem to be very critical yeah. about their, their their use of the term evil. But but you, you couldn't call their act e- evil if they were both um, engaged in the act. Really, you should just walk away and just and shake your head. But I mean, if someone was attacking your wife, of course, that would be classed as an evil act. And then you would take justice and, and kill them. Yeah, I shouldn't really put it firstly in the term of just walking in and your partner's cheating on you. I think that doesn't deserve um, uh, annihilation. It, it, it deserves dis- disrespect from there on. It's over. See you later and move on. Um, unfortunately, that we react as humans, first thing we want to do is just kill both of them, you know, and that's what happens in those homicide sort of acts where he walks in and, his missus is with a man and instead of just saying okay well you're a slag and you're a you know um this and that some guys would care some guys wouldn't care so much that's the only bad thing about it like weird thing it depends on your temperament i guess but it doesn't mean that they were evil it just means that they were just sleazebags you know so there's a difference there necessarily not all murder is evil then if it's if you walk in and some of them was raping your wife and you don't kill them right there and then well there's something wrong with you i think Right, unless you're just so timid and weak, but but that doesn't necessarily make you evil either. If you're just a coward, it just means you're just unable to convict, convict violence. Because I run into that sometimes. I'm very pacifist, like sometimes, and it's been something I've been overcoming throughout my like adult life. And I hate how fucking rational I was and how unwilling to accept to, to unleash violence. It just was like uh, it just it was very unnatural to me. But I've had to force myself to be able to go ahead and just let it come out. Mm-hmm. Like, because I understand the person who doesn't want to hurt somebody else. Like, it's just, it's it's a, some people are just very cowardly and timid, and and it, some people would think it, it sucks. It is it's a weird trait. If you've got a mate that cheated on on your missus or something like that, a lot of the times it's probably more pride that you think you've got to go and do something pretty drastic to um, hold your ground, to hold your uh, respect, mm. so to speak. I, I, as I get older, I'm getting a bit more of that 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 pride, that pride, that willing to fight for my pride. It's getting stronger as I get older, which is kind of a weird thing because it I, it, it was almost non-existent when I was younger, and it's interesting to see because. For me, my thing is like I wasn't prideful. I wouldn't want to fight for my pride. I would always want to fight for self defense before. Like you could go ahead and talk shit. I used to say you could talk shit. You could do whatever. But as long as you're not physically attacking me, I'm not gonna really trip. But now I do get a little more irritated when someone disrespects me. I do get a little more aggressive. Age, age sort of feels that I think when when you get about mid forties, fifties, I think you you start get using more logic. And um, I used to be always about my hands. I would never. I was never verbal. Um, no, you'd know that now, um, pod penmanship. But um, yeah, I was very um, didn't know how to express myself, so to speak. So I used to fight. So how would you do it? I'd fight. I'd pop you on the See, I was the opposite. As I get older, I'm becoming less rational, and I'm more willing. For, but I think it's because I had to really gain a trust with my body and how much damage I could take, and really build myself up over the years to now I'm like okay now I'm, I think I'm tough enough to do it like I was always I always felt very insecure and fragile as I was younger mm-hmm. you know, I was quite tall anyway and I just had martial arts since I remember and um, that was just my life mate and I just fought yeah no that's it's really uh, jealous I'm jealous I'm jealous I wanna I, I really wanna know I wanna knock somebody out that's like one of my bucket list items I just wanna feel like have a feeling of putting someone's lights out 
Yeah, the problem is um, being tall, the people think they can take advantage of you. You think, you know, tall might be a good aspect, but a lot of people think you're slower. And a lot of people are when they are taller. But um, right. I've worked in Wing Chun and Wushu and um, all these other aspects of um, Kung Fu. So I was really, really quick for my height, which I would surprise the shit out of anyone if they've seen me move. I'd look like someone that's five foot four instead of six foot four. Right, you're like a gazelle, just a freaking, just like a white-tailed deer in hunting season, just gone. Just, yeah, speed, man. You can't touch nothing that you can't fucking see, can you? A hundred percent. I don't. Th I think that there's a two things that tall guys get. It's one. They're slow, but let's say you're agile, right? Like Brock Lesnar. But there's another one. Maybe I'm curious on what you think about this. What about your stamina? Because some big thing about big guys is they they're fast, they're powerful, but it seems that they run out of tank. No, I've got heaps of that, man. That's man. So you you a you a you a powerhouse. You a bam. You a badass. I used to ride bikes for miles as a kid. Used to play tennis. Used to freaking do every sport. Used to martial arts. Well, everything. So I've always had a high cinema. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So it's like you got the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And how about your, your penis? Is it proportionate? As well, I've got everything, mate. I've got. It's amazing. My my life actually. Is it, do you have a? Rico, Remember? that's an inappropriate question. Don't even ask. No, I'm just wondering. We're talking about no. all the pros. No, you, you have an audience. That. You have an audience. You don't ask that question. What was the question? Chris, Chris wasn't with the with the conversational refereeing here. Thank you, Chris. That's right. It was something personal, and it should not be discussed on here. Oh well, I'd say mm. that anyway, Chris. That's all right. I just didn't hear it. Hey, welcome to the room, V. I do not care. That's funny. Okay, everyone, everyone but me. That was a good question. I just didn't hear the question. What was it? If, if I'm happy it was. I was wondering if since you were if talking, your malehood was proportional to your height. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. My, so my South Osmond is a badass guy, guy. My my like my foot's twelve inches. So, mm. and my body's this and that. So, obviously, yeah, it would make sense. I haven't got... Well, well I mean, yeah, that's why I was asking, because imagine if you just, it was like the opposite, and it's like, uh, like it was just like, for some reason, you were just, you was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a bit of a misfit. Everything else seems to be in proportion, so I can't see why that area would right. be either. How old are you? I'm 51. Wow. You sound, you sound way young. You sound... Young, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's hard to, I'm young at heart. It's hard to gauge. That's good. That's a good expression. Well, thank you very much for the conversation on good and evil here. I really respect that. So, so that's how I feel about it too. I think, or so it's not. I'm not clueless on it, but it's. I, I don't use it. I don't really throw around the term too too much, just because. But but as I as I, as I start to do the dialogue, I could start using it more. But I, I I'm probably gonna say human human evil when I use it though, until I feel more comfortable. That's fair enough. Osman, how is uh how are you enjoying your summer weather now? Yeah, it's it's been quite actually um a, a medium summer here. It's been quite nice this year. Um, yeah, I guess the solar minimum. Has proven that point, and um, yeah, yeah, that's no, been quite nice this summer. One of the best ones I can remember, actually. Has been too bad. So Only a couple. Of so that's as, yep. as we continue, just I haven't, I really haven't had a too deep conversation with you, so I'm enjoying this. But let me ask you this: You sound physically and mentally sharp, but so throughout the years, throughout your 50 years of life, have you developed this relationship with belief systems in in 
placebo effects to self kind of concept where you tell yourself certain things or you use certain phrases or you don't use certain phrases or you're fused like self brainwashing in a sense absolutely speak on that speak on your relationship to belief system and your own decision yeah, yeah, I'll just crack a cold one and um, I'll let you into the conversation here. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I fully believe in um, self gratitude, uh, like giving gratitude to everything. Um, that's I'm working on a belief system that you might get a, a grip of here, but um, it might be a little bit different to other people's. But I'm, I'm a big thing on gratitude, contacting the dead and uh, meditating on them and um, giving them thanks as well. Mm. Giving thanks to everything, whether you take it from a tree, that is my spirituality, if you know what I mean. What aspect in particular are t- contact with the dead, just to, just to, because you can, or as a gratitude, like gratitude to the, the no, previous? No, I don't even, I only get contact back through them through dreams, but I don't see or hear mm. anything in the realm of when I'm meditating on it. I always meditate just before sleep. I always just... Um, do usually heart chakras and uh, meditation, mm-hmm. green green chakras and blue up to my throat and then go up to my pineal gland and stuff like that. So I've always been into that and I've got crystals. And, right, and so you would the reason you would do that is because you believe that that is going to benefit you and it keeps you powerful. Well, um, I just like the connection with my past. Um, I, th- I believe that our ancestors need to be appreciated and, and given thanks to, and that's why I do it. So I work on a spiritual level that way more than uh, any other way. That's very fascinating. Yeah. That's a very fascinating take on yeah, human life. Like, oh, yeah. thank you for the ones who who set this yeah. seed up for me, the one who whose DNA I pull from. And, exactly. And, yeah. See, that's interesting. That's interesting because... Like that that means like you're going according to plan like they were there they bred and then you're born i always looked at it a little different not to disrespect the ancestors but i almost feel like i as a human and this is it's not my permanent thing but one of my main ones is i got i didn't ask to be here so fair enough gratitude thank you all the ancestors that were here before me but at the same time it's not it wasn't a voluntary act and so when you throw a human being into this rico if if you look at your, you, you'd be fascinated if you went back at to say two hundred years, which I've done three hundred years mm. of your family tree. Wow. I would explain a lot to you, and um, I have got so much that explains a lot of my childhood, even from army to archery. My my great great grandfather was I didn't even know when um, only last year that was um, celebrated in the streets coming back from the Second World War. He was actually stationed down here where I ended up. Believe it or not, it's just incredible how where he lived and now where I live. His son was the same, everything like that. We go back to Sherwood Forest to um, the so-called um, the emblem of the bow and arrow, and I'm a pretty much master archer. That's amazing. I, call I would love to talk to you more about archery speed, as well. Speed archer as well. So I'm quite good at archery, man. Like um, that's such a that's that, that looks that's like so much fun. heritage. Yeah, yeah, and now. I found out all these things. I used to play armies when I was only like eight with my cousins. We used to have bomb shelters and everything like with tin. Damn. We'd throw literal rocks and everything, bricks at each other and Damn. you know, and shoot. We used to make up these little guns with a, a pipe and a, a rubber glove on the end and put pellets in them and run around. And, and then yeah. I found my whole ancestry had to do with war. And I'm also related to Ned Kelly. And I'm also related to Captain mm. Thunderbolt, um, two famous bush rangers here in Australia. 
That's so I've amazing. got a very, very yes, strong bloodline in anti. So you appreciate that. You appreciate, and that makes more sense. I'm not. I don't have much of understanding of my ancestry, so maybe that's why I look at it like a. Look at it, man. You need to follow it, and you will find a lot of traits in yourself. It's amazing, you know. Right, um, Osman. I did that with uh, my uncle. Did that, and he traced it back 400 years. And in in uh, our our family came over in like the 1630, and uh, the Mayflower made many voyages, not one. But the point is, uh, our ancestry goes back to uh, Massachusetts, to Boston, and to Northern Connecticut, and that all of ours were basically uh, anything from uh, militia uh, to um, uh, lawyers, uh, I'm sorry, magistrates, to farmers throughout uh, uh, the Boston area of Massachusetts and the um, uh, northern Connecticut, and that my great, great, great 13 generations grandfather was the first uh, patriot that was killed in our Revolutionary War, and his name was Jason Russell. We turned over the house in 1947 to the state of Massachusetts. And it's Well, yeah, I did both. <laughs> I worked for the military. You've got and, pieces of all of it, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you're a garden man as well. You you understand the crisis that's coming, and, and you're aware of that consciousness, and and right. your military background as well. But so yeah, yeah, it all makes sense, man. But it's yeah. it's fascinating because it's what is called the sons and daughters of revolution. But history had military. I don't think I'm not sure exactly, but I don't. As far as I know, I don't have any. Definitely not U.S. military. My father was born in Mexico, so. Yeah, oh, my ancestors are from Rocco. You probably haven't because look at you. That's what I'm saying. Look at your personal personality. Your your personality. Imagine if you knew that your most of your family were gypsies and and just chilled out and um and that, which would explain you right now exactly how you are. It doesn't mean that you have to have military to be anything. It's no, no. But at the same time, right. I've definitely yeah. taken a reign as a individual with this life. Like I appreciate the ancestor stuff, but I've definitely taken this chance. And ran with it like you're gonna put you can put life breath in you like take control like i took in i took i've definitely went my own path and i'm definitely a mixed bucket because i'm very chilling on this but i'm very competitive and i'm very i'm combative as well like i, I train for for the wars i'm not naturally as badass as you guys probably but but i hope to be just a force to be reckoned with i hope to be a freak of nature in my deadliness what was natural did you what was natural when you were say like eight to twelve did was there something in you, Rico, that, um, yeah, like, was it sports of some sort or was it a musical instrument? Like, stuff like that you'll probably find. I often find if you just deep back deep back to where you had your little talents, that, well, where did that freaking come from, you know? Not the soccer mums that just drag their kids down for soccer for the sake of it or this shit, but, you know, the stuff that you really wanted to go and do. Did you want to go and do soccer or football every uh, Saturday or anything like that? I, I was I say I was a little more learning. Like I was always interested in in study, not necessarily okay. for school curriculum, so but in knowledge. You might have diplomats. You might have things like that in your family line that can explain that. That's what I'm saying. You often find that it's amazing. Yeah, and strategy and tactician. Like I've always been attracted yeah, to strategy and tactics. In that regard too. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Or scientists, you might have had scientists in your background that, um, or people that were working with medicines, even because you got yeah, like some kind of shamanistic, mystic, yeah, kind shamanistic of, uh, sort of stuff <clears throat> that would explain you as a free spirit that you are. 
Right, just like a, a, a mastermind, self-proclaimed mastermind and mm-hmm. poet, stuff like this. Mm-hmm. South Osmond. Yeah, man. The yep. uh, the one I mentioned to you on uh, uh, when we when we chatted uh, before, she's in the audience right now. Uh, uh, Rico, she doesn't know you. Rico, invite her onto the panel. She doesn't know me. No, she doesn't know South Osmond. Well, she left. She's not in the chat anymore. She's right here. That I saw. Yeah. yeah, she came in, but she just left. Anyway, that's that's the one I was uh, referencing. South what pound? What kind of pound bow do you use? What pound bow? Um, well, I use a. a well, I've got a, a sixty is my my max. I've got an mm. eighty as well. That's wow. too freaking powerful. Yeah, 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 that's that'll take down two elephants. But but me 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 sixty is about the best because I can tune it down to a fifty. And um, but it's a compound bow. I've got an old English. I've got all just about every bow you can think of. But um, yeah, my compound bow is my rule. If if the shit at the fan, I had to go out and get a sheep. I'd take this beast with me, and um, it's mm-hmm. a I can, it's a 60, but a 50, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you know, like 60, 60 is, I heard, pretty average for good, like, like a lot of pros, a lot of good archers use 60. I, I yeah, but there's eight, I heard a lot of good things about heavier bows too. That nah, not, not if they're not compound, especially they're a little bit overrated, I think. Um, if they're like a 30 or 40 pound just in a normal bow. Um, you're better off just getting a 25 or um, a 30 at the most, yeah. But if they're about 40 or 50 in a normal bow, the the string's a lot thicker. It's harder to pull back. But compound bows are that level, definitely. Um, you can't go wrong. And, um, yeah, this thing will go through. Well, say you had three sheep in a line, this thing would go through all three of them pretty much. Within oh, yeah, that's amazing. Within 50 metre distance. Gee, I would love to get my hands on some bow, bow and arrow. Um, I, I want to start hunting. I want to become an outdoorsman, but I wasn't really introduced to it too young. So it's like a later in life thing here now. And uh, But it's something also, I'm really, I'm really interested I, in. I, I, there's another thing that I think is underestimated. And a lot of people can get that in countries like Australia here, we've got to watch what we can um, have. And I obviously can't disclose what I might have as well um, due to laws here. But... There's a couple of little things you can actually use too. There, um, there's one called it's it's just virtually a spear rod, and um, you just tie tie some um, thick um, twenty uh, eighty pounds fishing line on it, and you can use that as well for hunting. You can put a nice uh, metal bar on the end. You can buy them for fishing, and you can also buy a, um, a fishing. What do you call it? Um, for I'd, I'd recommend this for people that can't get guns in their country. Is um, you know when you go spearfish, spear uh, spear gun, mm-hmm. buy a spear gun. Someone turns up at your door, they're breaking in, shove a spear gun straight in their gut, man. Hell yeah! Cool. I'm a big yeah. fan of pocket sand. If you know, you just pocket sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just anyway, a face full uh, of sand, real quick. South Osmond, uh, memorize her name. Can't sleep. One, two, three. I'm very proud of her. And yeah, uh, yeah she's from Western Australia. I know her. Oh, I didn't think you would know her, uh, yeah. unless you'd met her here. And uh, anyway, uh, yes, you're correct. She's from Perth, and uh, I should say, yeah. yeah. Well, WA. Out at the moment. 
Western Australia, but uh, she's been on uh, uh, she's been on Rico's station since basically started two and a half years ago, and I'd seen her name for like about a year, and then we connected about a couple months ago and uh, uh, through Rico. But it's basically um, uh, she is very very uh, she's very very athletic and and uh, uh, very intelligent. And I was just surprised, and that's what I was referenced to in my notes. Was that I? I couldn't believe, you know, not couldn't believe. I was one aware of just. Uh, well, I knew it's a much harder life in Australia than it is in North America, but that uh, uh, you have your your uh, culture has. Uh, they're uh, very strong willed. They're very determined, and uh, it's a much harder life. So they uh, they're used to this uh, rough life, and they they adapt very well. That was all over. Yeah, does does she know um, Chrissy from Australia as well? It is possible. Uh, yes, uh, I think she's been on her on her podcast. Um, there's another one from Victoria that is her name is Cass C A S S. And oh, sorry, that, that's what I meant, Cass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's um, Chrissy's from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Cass and um, the other lady you mentioned sound very similar. Um, Chrissy is from. Uh, no, Christy's from America. She right. She's from Texas. She's from Central Texas. I'm in Cass. Yeah. All right, Cass. I've been in touch with for many months, and I've been trying to help her, and uh, basically with issues that she's facing. Cass basically has an open heart, like, uh, and she tries to help everyone, but it's been very detrimental to her personal health. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel for Cass. Yeah, but she got. You've known her for a while. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have heard of up, ups and downs and shit and that. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, know it's um, she's in a bit of a rut there for sure. But she she gets there. She yeah. gets there. She has her good days. And um, yeah, we look at anyone. We have our bad days. But I, I try to right. Always getting what I was trying to explain, and I agree. Not trying to interrupt you, but what I was trying to explain is the the level of determination and maturity is like it's far greater in the north america kids today generation x they don't mature until starting at age 25 at, at earliest and basically it almost be like 30 i think that's a mass generalization right there no i'm not trying to generalize i'm basing it on the ones that i deal with uh, in various podcasts i've been on about 120 and what i've noticed is that it seems as though in general, that uh, they mature faster because it's a harsher life. This is my analogy, but um, um, it's just uh, the one that is in Tasmania is Jelly Six, although I haven't seen her around for quite for quite a few weeks. You should know her as well. She used to come on your show. Over? Yeah, I have a good friend from that part of the world. His name is Age Mad. I don't know if you guys know Age Mad. Yes, I do. I think he's in, I think he's in New Zealand, Age uh, that's possible. Um, F1 Grid is in New Zealand. Yeah, Age is in New Zealand. I was able to get on. He's okay. one of my most most loyal listeners, actually. Who? Age Mad. Oh, mine too. Age Mad is great. Age Mad yeah. hangs in there for it's the crazy shit. He's always there. Yeah. Yeah, the the other one, I love Age Mad. Let me see. I was able to get on to a podcast, and he let me brief the entire time, and we, whatever subject he wanted... And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Liberty NZ, which stands for New Zealand. Yeah, I know the guy, yeah. His name is Grant, G-R-A-N-T. Grant, yeah, I know Grant. 
Okay. Uh, that's Chris one. Wilson is just giving away everybody's first names. No, they give it on the show. Yeah, yeah, he says that. Okay. Chris Wilson, do you know my first name? Yes, David. Damn it, just giving it away. Chris Wilson's probably David. giving my name away oh, to everybody. What? I thought it would have been like a Rico or Rocco or something like that. Mm-mm. No, David it is. David. David. Bloody hell. How you going, David? Hey there, brother. No, anyway, <laughs> I was just saying, I if, if you've ever listened to uh, to that show, to Liberty NZ, he's he's patriotic as well. So he's uh, he was um, trying to get me to come back, and I just haven't. He doesn't broadcast that often. I look for him, but uh, he's got my email. I just haven't uh, seen him around, but of course, uh, you know, everybody's got different schedules, different hours. Anyway, um, I do look for ones that on yours, you're normally uh, doing uh, basically with, with uh, Marie um, and uh, your music, and then you do independent ones, uh, open chat. Um, but um, like I told you, I'm available whenever uh, you want to go again, if, if you like that or not. Over. No, but I think it's fascinating that South Osmond is a bow hunter. That's freaking amazing. I haven't done it myself, but I listen to a lot of podcasts about hunting and, and art, about archery and stuff like this. So I'm very familiar with terminology, but I've yet to, to really get out there and get myself a bow and do any of that. But it's, it's, it's fingers crossed I get to fulfill all those desires. And I only heard one of your names. I, I said you said you're a relative of uh, Thunderbolt. Who was the other one, please? Ned Kelly. Nate Kelly? Okay. Ned, N-E-D. Okay, K-E-L-L-Y or K-E-L-L-E-Y, either one. Okay, got it. K-E-L-L-Y. Got it. What was uh, Thunderbolt's first name or does he, or title? I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. <laughs> okay, that that's fine. Uh, that's enough to go with. Nate Kelly. Ned Kelly, rather. All right, you go ahead. Kelly. They made a movie about him. Okay. Glenn Rowan. All right, I'll look him up. I did find something interesting, but it's of my personal nature. When I, I was. If you like Tombstone, you probably like it. Tombstone. Okay. All right. I know that movie. Um, while I was looking for uh, my partner on NewLifeAboard.com, um, uh, Tony, he told me about it where I talk about getting free movies like streaming, and he gave me a. Uh, one called uh, Tubi, T-U-B-I. And basically I found a series that was um, filmed with two Australians, one New Zealand and one American, and it's called The Lost World, Sir Conan Arthur Doyle's, and it was made between 1999 and 2006, uh, 2002. But I never saw it ever advertised in the United States. It's got a, 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 a the British, the, I'm sorry, the Australian one is a, uh, uh, his name is uh, Will Snow, S-N-O-W. Uh, he's an Australian actor. And the other one is uh, uh, Catherine, uh, what's her name? Uh, Catherine Blakely. Anyway, I just thought you might know those because they should be, uh, I suspect, at least B-rated actors in uh, Australia. No, I only know Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek? No, this is uh, uh, The Lost World um, uh it had I, I watched all episodes. You can see them, and there's like uh, twenty for nineteen ninety nine, uh, twenty four for uh, two thousand, uh, 
24 again for, uh, or 20 again for uh, 2001 to two, but it came and went. And it's just odd that it was obviously played on some series on uh, U.S. television, but I thought it might have also been played in Australia as well. That was all. Over. It's very entertaining. It talk about uh, that the plateau in Brazil is a lost world and it's a different time zone. And it's fascinating. They can go back and forth in time as they're trying to get down from this gigantic plateau. Mm. And and the it, it, uh, it's got like a vortex where uh, you can uh, change between they went into the future and went into the past uh, like 100 years. Anyway... I enjoyed it. Over. One thing that, so this belief, back to belief systems and stuff in the mind, this is, this is, this is a very fascinating concept because the self, self conversation, self talk, how help the, how the dialogue in to ourselves through our thoughts looks. I think that's a very interesting concept here on because we verbalize we can verbalize out loud but then there's also an inner dialogue it's i'm very interested so, so have you how's your inner dialogue like, how do you talk to yourself are you kind to yourself are you do you challenge yourself what's your inner dialogue as far as <coughs> tell you something do you trust everything or do you not trust anything no i don't trust my inner dialogue i think a lot of my inner dialogue is my ego mm. so, <laughs> okay yeah. So I work on that as a different aspect, as a split sort of personality. Like I see, we work on a um, spiritual being and a spiritual thing. This is why we can have um, out-of-body experiences and stuff like that. But then in our physical form, in our mental form, we've also got our normal pathways and thoughts. But a lot of them can be run by our ego. So it's a may, it's a, it's a, it's. It's a matter of putting the ego and then putting your own thoughts back into it as well. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I think a lot of our thoughts are from our ego, to be honest with you. Yeah, in general, you could be right, but you're hundred percent right. There's definitely a dance there because I don't want to seem like oh, I just like every thought runs everything because that's definitely you're hundred percent right. Where there's so a lot of thoughts could be comparative thoughts, a lot of thoughts could be just recited thoughts, a lot of thoughts could be resistance some people call resistance like oh no don't do that do do the do take the path left less resistance like this but that could be considered resistance so you're right if there's those kind of thoughts sure but especially still, negative thoughts i think that i think a lot of negative thoughts have have a strong correlation to your ego um i believe there's an ego and then there's your natural thoughts and we've got to work between the two of them and i do believe that a lot of the um bad thoughts come from your actual ego because if you look at ego, ego wants to have the better house than your neighbor, the better car than your neighbor, mm -hmm. wants to have this, 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 and that, and be unjustified, wants to be depressed, wants to be this and that, where your natural self says, um, work for um, righteousness and and spirituality on a and truth. value. And I, if, if it doesn't work with a holistic um, manner, I think the, that's when the ego is talking, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I think maybe it, we could be a little tiny different. So that's why it's like we can word it different. But let me express mine real quick. So when 
almost look at it like a castle, a fortress in the mind. Where you're right. Of course, there's going to be the natural responses. Like when you're like, oh, go jog. This morning, I want you to ride your bike to work instead of the car. And then your, your inner voice is going to be like, oh, no, just take the car. It's too cold out. So, but yeah, but, but beyond that, though, I'm talking a little bit deeper of a sense is this concept of context perception. So... People want to, they can speak, oh, you're, you're sick or you're, they, they could die, try to diagnose you. Oh, you, you're, you're, you're a schizophrenic or you're a psycho or you're a narcissist. Like people can, based on what you, what their, their assessment of someone is. But this is what I'm talking about when I talk about inner dialogue, because there's a relationship that Rico Rocks is built in the mind here where it's tact, it's almost like a tactical, logical stance where it's like, you know what's up, like, you know your life, you you know the path you've walked, you know, and, like, so you truly would know, in this case, what is up, versus someone who's just trying to do a quick diagnosis, and I think it's very interesting how that, that, that belief system in the mind works if you be, start believing, so it's almost like a, a trust in out, out, outer, outer thoughts, like, when people's thoughts inter- try to interject with you, whether that be adverti- advertisement on TV, school systems, religious figures, scientific figures, health figures, uh, these people feeding you, this is what you are, this is what it is, this is the truth, and this is how things are, so then the mind hears all these things, and it says, okay, what is the case, and I'm very passionate about this concept because through all my, I've, I've been very risky with chemicals and, and just really wild, wild, very, with seemingly unhealthy lifestyles for many years. And through that though, through all the, the seemingly suicidally dangerous lifestyles, I didn't lose this concept of mind, this concept of so that's why it's like not an egotistical sense because I don't want to say like the thoughts like very egotistical, but even beyond that, a a an intellectual consciousness of thought because I think that's what can mess a lot of people up is if you believe you're over the hill or if you believe you're past peak or if you believe that you're not good enough or if you believe that you're gonna get sick instantly or if you believe your body can't handle it and you're telling yourself these things. And you truly believe it, like, oh, I'm I'm wounded mentally, I'm wounded physically, versus even if the, all the outside world says that, if you truly don't believe that, if you don't buy into that, like, sure, that I think it's a very regenerative process in the mind, this this concept of belief system and trust in the dialogue, because it's really at the end of the day, that's it's, it's one of the final final. Checks, checking passes, check passes you have to get through before something becomes physical. Is it's your mind really just truly check in with you, like, hey, what's what's going on here? And like, I I do it to an ignorant level. Like, I refuse to believe that I have, unless it was physical. Like, if it was obvious, then maybe I couldn't deny it. Then, like, if I was sitting there, like, having very physical, like, obvious symptoms, but since I don't, I really truly believe there's nothing wrong with me. That I have a healthy mind, even though I've done dangerous things and I do unhealthy things, I feel like my, by understanding the mind, I could regenerate the mind. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, you hear people that say, "Oh, I went to, I got diagnosed, and I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. I'm depressed. I got this. I got anxiety. I got this. I, there, mm-hmm. that to me, labels, labels. Yeah, the labels. Mm-hmm. 
the world loves to put motherfuckers oh, in a box, man. That's what I say about Alcoholics Anonymous. Every time you go there, same shit. Probably one of the worst things you could do if you're an alcoholic, in my opinion. Hell yeah, so do you have anything like that? Like, what what are some of your positive affirmations for yourself? Or are you some of your defensive affirmations? Like, when the world tries to tell you you're weak, what do you tell yourself? No, well, I don't really get told. I don't really socialize too much, so I don't get the world to tell me too much, apart from probably Podbeep, if someone had to say that. But, um, yeah, I don't, don't listen, mate. I know myself, so I'm strong in myself and balanced. I, I don't need to hear what, what people think. The way I look at it, would I, I, would I, I think the best balance too is, would I like to have me as a friend? I think if you analyse that, that's a pretty good um, balance on things. What is that? Can you repeat that? Would I, would I like to have me as a friend? You know, like, would you like to have you, yourself as a friend? You know, so mm. that's a good way to, I that's think we need to just turn things off and have a good half an hour, hour meditation on positive affirmations um, re, you know, spend time with our heart and our, our green energies and things like that, and and project these things, and then also analyze. You know, like um, forgiving. Like it, you really got to get to the point of um, forgiving yourself. You know, I think in life, and then to be able to forgive others, if you know what I mean, and um, look at things in a realistic, realistic um, aspect of life. So, and yeah. I don't know where I'm going from here, but I think I'm reaching that point where I just might not have to come back here because <laughs> I'm hitting that balance in my life, if you know what I mean, on those mm. levels of, um, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, forgiving yourself and um, moving along and um, because you can't just, like, I was drinking for years and um, last year I just gave up for six months, just stuff this, it's time to do it now. And um, just done it, and everyone's going, fucking, how did you do that, you know? Just done it, man. Had to be done. Um, Self-reflection, self-anal, it was a period of time I had to do it. And I've just bloody done it, man. Um, And Mm -hmm. we just got to take control of our lives, you know? 100%. Not be a victim of the time. Yeah. 100%. I'm about that. I'm about that as well. I'm about that as well. Even even when I'm in my highest or my lowest, I do not play victim. Even if I'm doing wonderful, or if I'm fucking, I don't, I don't fucking like give credit to much to like other shit or doing. If I'm homeless, eating out of trash cans, I I don't sit there and saying, oh, I don't play a victim. I, it's it's all under it's all in the control of the city. I, I'm very I understand that. Like, I keep it I keep it in that realm of decision and and freedom of choice versus like the world is doing me real dirty. Like no, nah, it's like. This, I don't like that. I don't like victim mentality. You just gotta. I do believe in resilience, though. I do believe in resilience, like a motherfucker. But you know about that. You're fit. You're shooting bows, and you're do do You're training your senses. You're keeping yourself sharp. It's very That's good. Right. Keep yourself. Um active as well um you know water can stagnant we are mostly water so doing things like wing chun bit of wushu even if you can't if you're not physically adapted to do some sort of oh hit my guitar um to do some sort of yeah uh, aspect of keeping things moving and um 
having something our goals like you know weights even like i'll just sit, sit here during a broadcast and um while i'm having a break i'll just sit here and do some weights why not you know mm. it's just the, the way you do you balance things out you know like um some people think oh you know you even got to do a broadcast doesn't mean you got to sit you could stand you know little things mm. like that in life that um yeah that can make a huge difference in just being too stagnant and We've got to move, you know, get that water flowing. hundred percent. One of my one of, a quote I really love, a phrase, a passage, if you will, is one is one that I learned from a, a leader of mine back in the day. He said, and he told me, it says, "A body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest." Mm-hmm. So it's a powerful concept. Like it's the same with laughing. We we don't grow old. And lose our laugh, we grow old because we lose our laugh. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's hundred percent, hundred percent. Gotta stay playful, man. You gotta have fun. Exactly. Yep. You gotta get like as I said, you gotta be um, on a holistic level, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and um, eating. We gotta watch what we eat as well. You know. Yeah, I'm a bit of a glutton, which sucks sometimes. Sometimes I overeat. Do you know anyone with schizophrenia, uh, uh, buddy um, Rico? I I don't like not a personal buddy or nothing, but I I lived I've met so many schizophrenics of different varying degrees in my journey in my path. I was homeless a couple various times in in some cities and just wandering the streets for a couple months. Or in in I've met a lot of schizophrenics and like got to hear the Do you dialogues. Know, we, we can bring that on, man. Wait. If you took a wheat products, a lot of schizophrenics lose their voices. That's an interesting one. It's hard to diagnose it, what causes schizophrenia. That's an interesting one. I think it varies, but mm-hmm. it's a trip, though. It's a, I've met many schizophrenics, man, and it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Look how, look how many make. people go to the store and get all these fat fucking um, free diet freaking yogurts and all this other shit and it's all aspartame which is making them all fat mm. they go there have these diet sodas and all this shit and it's a complete opposite man this world is such um, an introverted world man all this bullshit about um you know uh, oh it's sugar-free this yeah don't touch nothing sugar-free man you want fats you want you know, brown will have brown sugars, but you want your fats and cholesterol. Right, yeah, but sugar glucose is not fats. I mean, having fat is good, it's good and everything, but you, you'd much rather have meat fats than glucose. Of course. Just high of intake course. of glucose. Yeah, of course you do. So, yeah, I try to stay away from the overly sugar stuff too, but but yeah, I love animal fat and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. One of the best diets is animal high animal fat diets then um, oh hell yeah hell yeah that shit's really good and they lose weight they actually lose weight man you'll be a lean mean fighting machine just eating meat you have a steak in it every day man and, and a lot of people don't under uh, a lot of people underestimate the power of uh kidneys livers entrails oh, and yeah, all this yeah, 100%. first thing a lion goes for a freaking um you know they leave the scraps, they leave the meat bits to the, um, and the other thing is the broth, man, like the, um, inside the bone, you've got to get Mommy. that, um, out most, most, um, in the cavemen's that's why they were cracking so-called cavemen.
you know, 9,000 odd years ago or whatever in caves, they actually had tools to crack, um, uh, what do you call the freaking thing? The marrow out of the bone. Uh-huh. Marrow is really important. That's why broths, you know, like 10 hour, 12 hour broths on a, on a fire simming and you go up and get a bit of soup out of it, you know? Bone broths. I love that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. The best things. Great in collagen as well. Great for your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's also eating times as well too. Like if you can't get the the kidney and you don't have all the best resources, and you live in a country where it's like no hunt, especially in a country with no guns, and you're living around a bunch of bullshit, the best the next best thing you can do is actually learn how to give your digestive system time to at least even if you're eating shit food and all this kind of stuff, then give yourself like a good twelve hours in at some point to let your body actually digest the, the shit and, and absorb the stuff instead of just because yeah, the eating window is also another aspect. What you eat and how often you eat. Well, you, you, you know, when you're even fast, isn't it amazing? You're still shit. So what's that all about? Why are you still shitting when you're fasting? Oh yeah. Doesn't you got a lot sense. of buildup in there. You're not eating. You just, but you're still, well, it's obviously shit. just build up. Exactly. Fasting is highly important, man. I'll fast every now and then. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm doing so bad with that right now. I'm just eating. I'm out of control of my eating right now. But it's hard. It's hard with a lot of people that are underweight, you know, because they, all they want to do is at least fucking eat virtually anything, you know, McDonald's. Well, I, I don't have that problem. I, I gain weight fast. I'm not. I could. I could eat a donut and gain twenty pounds. Yeah. You see, I'm gonna eat a lot, man. I've got a huge metabolism. I'm gonna eat shitload of food to keep my weight up otherwise I can go thin pretty quick so yeah unfortunately yeah, it's, I, I, I have no problem still fast. but I eat fats off the freaking steak as more than the steak itself if I was going to eat anything and um, livers, kidneys and that and even over here it's hard to get them now like back in the 70s and 80s you can get entrails everywhere you know and over here now you're freaking hardly anyone sells them because they're selling them all to China. Isn't it so you know weird how I mean? uh, uh, we're the only thing that cooks our food, humans? Like every other animal yeah, just eats a fucking animal. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a little fucking messed up, honestly. Isn't it funny that we cook the red meats, which we can eat raw, um, apart from pig that has high um, worm infestations, Yet, when we have sushi and that, which is highly riddled in parasites, they eat that raw. Do you know, if you've eaten sushi once or twice in your life, you're probably riddled with parasites just from that freaking um, sushi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 100%. I don't, I don't, I don't know about all that, but definitely I could see the concept. Well, it's, it's true. It's, it's interesting. I, I like cooked meat. I like well-done meat, honestly. But at the same time, I do think about how other animals could just eat other animals whole. Like, you could just be, like, a snake would just eat a whole other animal whole. It's like, I do think that's pretty cool, too. Like, I don't know what the what the deal is with, with the cooking thing, but I do love cooked food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like my steak over, uh, well over. I like a bit like more, more of a Yeah, cooked. the more over, the better I like it. With over, over is cooked? Yeah, I take it off, take it off for 15 minutes. And then re- reheat your steak. It's amazing because what it does, you, you cook it really hot and it singes the outsides and it's still pretty red in the in the inside. But you take it off the, um, this is how professional chefs do it anyway. 
you take your steak off for 10 to 15 minutes and then recook the steak. Because mm-hmm. it cooks on the inside, you know, like a burn, like an egg. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like a burn, they say, you know how many people get a burn, a skin burn, they put it under the water for, you know, four or five minutes and they think it's great and they go off and they wonder why they got a big blister. Do you know if you get a skin burn, you're supposed to soak there for at least, at least 20 minutes under, under cool water? Yep, because it's boiling inside, mate. You, you're, you're, um, all your organisms are... Because just because you've got a burn on the outside, it's burning. It's still cooking on the inside. It's mm. the same with meat. That's what I just said. When you take it off the, um, off the plate and you sit it on the side, it could be red when you do it, but by the time 10 minutes is up, it's cooked through, and then you go cook it back on just to virtually warm it back up, and um, you've got a nice steak, man, tender steak. Yeah. With a nice I actually have a burn right now I'm dealing with, so it's interesting you mentioned burn. I got burned at work. Oh, you got burned? Now. Yeah, I got Do burned. You know one, of, one of the best things for a burn is mm. urine. Urine, man. Wow. Yep, urine. Chinese have this, um, they have this uh, in the ancient provinces, they had this little um, vat of stale urine um, because of the euphora. I think they call it euphora or something like that. Um, that comes out of the urine, and um, about two, especially two weeks, roughly around about that. And what they do, they soak um, for burns. They will soak um, uh, cloths in it in the urine, and then wrap it around burns. The best thing for burns, man, to heal a burn and. Models use urine as well for uh, modeling uh, for their face, believe it or not. It's another wow. hidden industry. Yep, urine's fantastic. <clears throat> Are you speaking wow. of urea? Too much piss. Yeah, urea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, piss. Yes, urea. People drink, people drink it, man. There's, there's a place, all they drink is urine and um, goat's milk, I think, up in the Hindus. Um, there's a certain Hindu tribe or whatever they call it, shamans. And all they do is drink urine, pretty much, and um, I think it's goat goat milk. That's about it. That's their diet. Mm. Okay. Well, anyway, I was just mentioning, I, I'll get off and let you talk, but uh, uh, when I was listening to Freddie Silva and the one that I got from you versus the one I had, uh, he was talking about that going back 8,000 years B.C., they were actually doing out-of-body experiences and uh you've obviously heard this podcast but it's like to me it's absolutely fascinating and then it goes back to 3500 where uh bc and talking about uh zoroastria and uh how they actually had uh priests that would create like a etheric uh protective realm around them and they would be out of body for three to seven days and then bring them back and they were actually perfected this and this is what uh, mankind does not know is that they basically they've been perfecting this out of body experience, which is a uh, basically um, yeah. astral projection, and it's just fascinating because no one knows yeah. about the Greek culture, the Egyptian. And they'd find um, they've done uh, that to Lazarus. They've done that to Lazarus in the Bible. That's why he. That's why they will panic him because after three days they think that they could completely die, so they try and bring him back. Some lasted a lot longer. And that's why they will go into Jesus and go, Lazarus is in the tomb. He's not, you know, he's dead. Because they thought that the ritual, you know, there was a common three-day ritual to, to a couple of days more 
of that it was an esoteric thing. So that connects exactly with Lazarus' story of the um, raising Lazarus from the dead. But it's no one knows about this, that the, they had mastered this going back essentially 8,000 years BC. And it was, uh, it was basic for, so they weren't afraid of uh, dying. They already knew about the afterlife and the fourth dimensional, fourth dimensional etheric realm. And it's like, uh, it's just fascinating because all of them were doing this. And then they're talking about Mithra, which I did research, but the Mithra I found had, was basically a, a blood and orgy ritual in, uh, in Rome. And they're uncovering them in beneath Rome now. Uh, so it's just like, um, it, there, it's not contradictory, but it's like a different aspect of what we've been talking taught about Mithra. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that, but it's, it's, I'm only halfway through it, but I, um, I wanted to mention that because it's, it's literally spellbinding because I traced, um, basically Christ, the missing years, he was in India and, uh, working with, the uh, basically the, the Brahmins and the Vex and, uh, that's never reported because we basically, we, we only know about the Christ figure is that, uh, he was, um, uh, there's like 12 years that are missing. Well, he was in India, and then I also found that he was entombed in uh, Wales. Anyway, you already know that, but uh, it's fascinating. Over. Hello, folks. Make sure you give the show a follow here. This is Rico Rocks, host of a Social Suicide Podcast here on Podbean. I'm joined by South Osmond and, of course, Chris Wilson, what a treat it was. I did not expect to get to, to have a nice dialogue with my colleague here, South Osmond. I'm enjoying it. What, a, what it was, I've, what a what a treat it was, what a treat it was. It's, it's, it really, really got nice to get to know him. Fucking badass. You're a badass, South Osmond. And keep it up, man. And I would love to, I can't, I'd definitely like to, to get to know you more over the future. And I have to pick your brain more. There's definitely a lot of I wanna. It's very unique characteristics, man. Very unique characteristics. I could go. I could go ask you questions for days. On anything, yeah. Pick me brain on anything. I've got a lot, lot in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just don't pick one. <laughs> what about breath work? What? 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 what when yeah, I say breath work, what do you think? That's my liver, not my brain, <laughs> or oh, my kidney. <laughs> Poor kidneys, eh? So what about breath? Yeah. What about your breath? What's your relationship with your breath like? Yes, yeah, so I've done wushu since I was young, mate. I know about breath. What's wushu? It's um virtually like an ancient form of um Wing Chun. Uh wushu um is yeah, it's a it's called I studied a book um, since I was about 11 or 12 called the the um, power of wushu by Jeff Pike, mm. and um, yeah, I studied wushu, I nearly went to a um, academy of uh, kung fu in, over here in Melbourne, or in Melbourne it was, but um, I come very close to joining that, I was always into the ancient arts, and um, studied a lot of esoteric sort of things over the years, so yeah, I'm, I'm an all-rounder man, I was nearly involved yeah. in lots of stuff, mate, like, you ever get into hypnosis? I tried. I tried twice, and it doesn't work for me, man. It doesn't work. NLP? 
NLP, neuro linguistic programming, that kind of stuff. But no, no but, but nothing works breath, for me. Yeah, none of that stuff works. Oh, I think it's fascinating. I love a little NLP, but but the breath work. Would you consider yourself a, a skilled breather? Oh, absolutely. I spent many. So what's years what are some of your breath counts like? Are you are you like give it, do you do like actually like getting what's some of your breathing practices like a long exhale, quick inhale, breath hold? Like, oh, I just do. do no, nah, I, do, I do more lower abdomen um, breathing. Mm. Breathing right down to your lower abdomen. Um, hundred percent. And doing certain styles like it's a bit like Tai Chi, I guess you would call it. Yeah, hundred percent. I love doing stuff like that too. I do. I, yeah, I have look a few it up. It's just called Wu Shu. W U S H U. Yeah, I studied that for many years. Yeah. Oh man, I, I have a. I'm, I'm, I'm still a student of breathing. I'm. I've mastered exhaling. It's not exactly and, martial arts. Yeah. What, right. It's just what, movement. What does martial movement. arts mean? You know. It's art. I mean, it's art. There's one of the word is art. That's exactly. But I'm not scared of anyone, that's for sure. I'd be the first one to, if there was a fight, I'd just grab them both by the head and pop their heads together. That's the sort of guy I am. Yeah, see, I'm not like that. I'm very cowardly, yeah, but that does not all I am. I'm many things. And I might, I'd be, I could be the most scared guy in the room, but that doesn't mean I won't override that and turn into the most violent. It's, I, but I, I could be honest in the front here and say that I do, it's, I'm very scared uh, but i've learned over the years that to not let that become the the oh the, i don't get scared i get scared as fuck but i'm willing to act in the face yeah. of fear yeah i don't get the adrenaline or the scare no more i just pull people up if someone come at me with a knife it's just like well you're an idiot you're yeah. about to fucking try to override the fear with rage you know? violence yeah, I don't. Yeah, you can't. Once you do that, I have lost it like that, and whew, I don't want to. I don't want to go there again. I don't want to go through um, losing my shit, man. Because once I lose my shit, that's it. Exactly, it's exactly. It's a it's a ticking bad. time bomb. But I don't know. I, I don't know where I get this this this. I restrain people if now. Yeah, now that I'm older, I, I don't want to fight at all. I hate it. I, I know what I've nearly done or have done. And I don't want to fight, man. I'm not a man of fighting now. I, I, I can restrain people, put them in their locks and lock grips and shit like that, and that's how I work now. I don't want to stand there doing 50 cuffs, um, 50 now. Right, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I would just like to know I can get out of a situation I don't want to hurt people, to. man. I don't want to hurt people, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd of course, 100% I know what say, you mean. Give me a tap, I'm gonna let, which I've done many a times. I've just said, give me a tap. I'm not going to hurt you anymore, but if you fuck same. up, I'm if the I same. you go, yep. And I'll give people a tap. I love a tap. Yeah. I love someone taps. It's done. Yep. Just say, yeah, please. Man. I'm, I'm a wrestler. I've, always, I've done a lot of street wrestling, not fighting. And especially when people are drunk, you know, like you, you gotta, you can't just go bashing up your mate because he's drunk and he wants to attack you. Get him in a headlock, take him on the ground and, and say, look, man, don't just think about it for the second that you're in. I'm going to let you go. But if you fucking try and go with me now after this, that's the way I think it's a gentleman fight, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's put yeah, it's, it's, it's always rough when they don't stop the, getting up and coming yeah. at you. Yeah, if they do that, then well, it's just like, well, I'm going to have to knock you out. You, know? you have to just keep knocking them out. It's like, dude, say some motherfuckers do not want to stop. Like, it's like they're just, they just want to keep coming. They'll lay down for I a few minutes. and they break your skull. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You just got to keep laying them down, I guess. Mm. But, but it's, it's very interesting. That's why I don't like to be a, a pod bean cowboy, you know. Because it's like, man, you wouldn't, 
I said to him, and he's people that have acted like dickheads, I said, mate, if you fucking come up against me, you wouldn't talk to me like this. So pull your head in. Don't be a dickhead. You yeah, I, mean? I, I see that. I could definitely see that. But my thing is more like the 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 shallow, the pod being shallow versus the pod being deep. Like I, I freaking and when it's like for let's say like someone's a pod being cowboy because that's a physical sense. But if someone's shallow, that that's that's what I'm like, man. If like you know what you're dealing with here, like like these thoughts and like just like the the shallow thoughts and the the this petty nature. It's like I think about that in the mental sense, like the mental version of what you just said. It's like where it's like, come on now, like. You guys are kidding. Like, people, when they That's try to, like, they talk call, about call me crazy That's or they, they try to say... Because I can freaking do it, man. Right. Yeah. I feel the same way in, in thought processing. sex all the time because they're not getting it, you know? Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, some people are fronters for sure, but, but I don't know. I feel like the profound philosophy-wise, so that's where it's, like... Motherfucker want to talk like we would like put like start to try to claim things like oh so you're a liar oh you don't know what you're talking about it's like well let's let's unpack let's unpack this then let's really you want to come you have to talk to a big boy you want to talk to a big boy you got to talk like thought processing and actually perspective I I feel that in the mental sense so sometimes you're in the pod and you'll get the shallow where it's like they don't want to go deep it's like come on yeah that's it I love it I love some some well thought out processing and some. Just open-minded dialogue where it's not shallow and it's not offensive and it's not righteous, but it's it's open though. Well, that's a bit about me, mate. So yeah, what are you reckoning for a song? You gonna play us a song, man? I reckon we need a nice little break. Hell yeah, brother! Well, Hell yeah! Uh, what a treat! Play us a bit of Cypress Hill. A little bit of Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah, well, the show's getting... Yeah. The show's out of time here anyway, so... Well, we'll take it out with it. All right, one second here. What kind of music Let's do you like? Out with the freaking song. Oh, I like Slayer, mainly. ACDC, Slayer. Okay, nothing, thank you. All right, all right. Sepultura. So I make rap music and stuff like this, but also, but if you're not into rap like that... Oh, rap? Um, I don't mind a bit of Eminem. Yeah, that was my first CD, one of my big influences. What about that one um, house? What is it called? Is it called house something? Husband, uh, why don't you pick a song? One? Well, no, I'm picking a song, folks. I'm picking a song here. Just no, give me a picking, I'm just giving him some ideas. So. No, I'm going to play. I won't do it tonight, but I want to play one of some of my songs for you one time, one of these days. As long as it hasn't got tits and dicks in it, mate, I'm all right. I just don't like Oh, no, 100%. No, no, my yeah, shit's, my shit's not like that. Yeah. Not all of it. Hold on, I'm just going through my song list here real quick, folks. Just give me, bear with me a couple seconds to get it going. Oh, well, it was good having a conversation with you guys, and um, I'll catch us on the next episode then. Oh, yeah, please, you're always welcome. What a what a interesting guy you are, and I love you. You are the best. Thanks, Rico. Yeah, Definitely. Just a spare moment, so, yeah. I do appreciate you popping in tonight. South Osmond, folks. Woo! I'm just picking a song here, folks. You got to give me two seconds.